Justin from NSYNC. This is Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, baby. Hi, my name is John Teague, and welcome to another edition of The Horse's Mouth. You're in The Horse's Mouth. My name is John Teague. So, 25,000, roughly. 25,000 days is an average lifetime. Now, I only just heard that statistic the other day and it gave me a little bit of a fright because I'm creeping on up there and I'm thinking, how many fucking days have I lived? If 25,000, and then you, how many coffees is that? Well, (sighs) numbers, numbers. I hate it when I break it down and I think about it in numbers instead of just enjoying the visceral experience I have to get mathematical on it, and I'm not a mathematical person, and I think that's why it freaks me out when I think of numbers and days on Earth. Anyway, maybe my, maybe my number's less. Maybe my number's more. Fucking knows. Today on The Horse's Mouth, in The Horse's Mouth, we have Damien Cole, Damo Cole. As of all, I've never known Damo as Damien, but Damien is his political name. Um, Damo is our new independent on the surf coast, uh, a new independent running for the South Barwon Shire, perhaps. Anyway, Damo needs your vote. So let's get behind him. Uh, he's got a really good message. He's got a really good fresh take and fresh eyes on on, on our beloved Surf Coast. Um, I think he could be a fantastic person given the opportunity to represent us. And um, I sure as shit hope he gets in. Um, so I'll support you, Damo. Love you, mate. Uh, I won't crap on too much more about days, how many days you have left, how many days to make a difference. How many days do you have to make a fucking whatever? Hope you enjoy the chat with Damo, and I'll uh, see you on the other side. Wow. Wait till you hear two hours of crap. A complete and total barfarama. So, mate, yeah, the village we we knew long ago, but we still live in one of the most incredible places in the world around here. We've got an an amazing community filled with so many cool people, so many innovative people, caring people, you know. So we've still got just a beautiful part of the world with a beautiful community. And I said, and you know what? While there's while there's any chance of fighting for that to retain our social well-being, our cultural identity, our environmental beauty. I can tell you what, you're going to see me on the front line and you can see me with Greater Talk Alliance and other concerned community members on the front line fighting the good fight, you know? And then he wrote back and he said, oh, we need, what we need is, and he made some really good points. And this is the thing, he made some good points. He was like, oh, what we need is uh, more tourism infrastructure. We need more more planning and then we need, you know, uh, we need tour- to lower tourism rates. infrastructure look like? I don't really know exactly, but More I'm guessing that, yeah, I don't know. No, I think it might be, which I, I listen, I, I kind of agree with it, that I'm by no means a greenie. I'm not trying to stop all development or to stop any of this stuff. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is... is Well, it's just going to happen. That, that happens regardless. Well, it's, and that's the thing, but it can happen. We can determine how it happens. And that's the thing. And I think we have to really keep in mind because if you look over the last, particularly over the last, say, 30 years... We've had this real drive as a government, as a society as a whole, globally speaking, as well, and you break it down from global down to national, state, local, right? We have had this real push for economic growth. 
at all costs. And it's just, let's get, let's just keep growing. And that's, that's the whole, that's what capitalism is, is just growth. Have right? kids, have kids. Have kids, grow. We need more houses. We need more people. We've got to keep this thing going. Yeah. And that's where you cannot have. Well, it's a failed, it doesn't work. It doesn't, well, you, we're, on a, we're on a finite planet. We've got a limited amount of resources. So how do you expect to continuously grow if we've only got a limited amount of resources? No, that's because it's it's lining the coffers of those who are in power right now. Mm. It's no, it's not sustainable for the future. That and this is the point. And but this your is, kids, Damo, your kids. My future kids don't have any yet. Hopefully one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at, at the, but this is what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about the next four years. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not thinking about our economic prosperity over the next you know three, four, five years. What I'm thinking about is we have to have a balance of economic prosperity, social well-being, and environmental conservation. We have to have all three of those balanced out in a way that actually puts our society in a good place and has it has it. We have a resilient community, and mm. by community, I mean yes, Torquay, but also mean I'm I'm part of hundreds of communities. I can say that I'm part of the surfing community. I'm part of the Torquay community. I'm part of the Australian community. I'm part of the, you know, just all these different. I'm a football fan. I'm a, you know, like I'm an environmentalist. So I'm part of the the green, mm-hmm. you know, community. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm part of all these. The many things. facets that make up a human being. Exactly right. Yeah. And just a We're community. We're not just one dimensional fucking on no. this, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's what I am. Which goes back to the part of what's been happening of. We've been polarizing people a lot recently, and it's now it's, it's we're we're having this like. And what do you mean polarizing? Well, look look at it, look at America. Look at Donald Trump. He has he he was the master of polarizing the whole country. Of you are either with us or against us. Okay. You are either yeah. pro yeah. guns or against guns. Yeah. You are either a Democratic or a Republican. Yeah. You are either this. You're either for climate change or against climate. You know, you're a denier. If you're not with us. You're against us. It's just this weird thing. And then yeah. it's it, so instead of having decent conversations where it's like, all right, well, you know, what, what do you what do you mean by this? Yeah. You know, like okay, that's interesting. And and you know, having a, a conversation where you're having these yelling matches where it's like, well, if you don't if you don't agree with me, then fuck off. I don't want to hear you. You are against me. So I don't yeah. want to hear you. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. So, all right. So and that, and that goes back to, and so this goes back to this, this, you know, I guess guy who, who mentioned on, on Facebook, he started, and he made some good points. And then what I, what I, for me, I think part of what I'm, I'm learning as I go is I'm not going to hit back with like this, you know, because he started going to like, mm. you're just a green and da, da, da. Mm. he started kind of getting a little bit, no. And I said, listen, mate, I'm, I, I, I would actually really like to represent you as well. You're a member of this community. How about we sit down for a coffee? Let's have a chat. I think you've got, probably got some interesting points and I want to see what you've got to say. And he actually agreed to it and I spoke to him on the phone real quick yesterday. I didn't have too much time, but I just said, hey mate, like, yeah, let's catch up next week. And he was just like, yep, for sure. you know. And that's where for me is breaking down those barriers because we have some massive problems heading our way as a, as a society globally, let alone locally. We've got huge problems. And right now is not the time to be fragmenting into these little, you know, pockets of, oh, he's this and I'm that and whatever. Now's the time to actually unify, put our differences aside, and look at what what makes us what makes us actually the same. You know what I mean? What what do we have in common? You it's know? funny that you say that. But I'm doing I'm reading for a short film at the moment, yep. and the the context is is water's a commodity. Yep. And and, I'm, and there's a water thief. 
Uh-huh. Right. Yep. But this is things that we're heading. If we're going into like a drought ridden and we keep taking from the resources of our planet and not looking it's well I and don't know if it's sustainable as it is anyway. No. But hold on, we've gone down a really a long hole. So yeah. Yep. This is good. I want to spin it back to how you became this beautiful, passionate person that you are sitting opposite me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've had an eclectic upbringing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually listening to some on my other computer, uh, some bites from an interview that your old man did with me for something else. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So you've been yep. shaped in a in a in a great way. Shaped, pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, so, where? What are your first memories? Mm. First memories. Yeah. Uh I don't know if uh, hanging down the beach. So I was, I was born in France, um, in the southwest. You were born there. Yeah, I was born there. Does that know. mean that you have a passport? No, I don't. Oh. Ask my parents. Ask my parents about that one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still, I'm still yet to get a clear, real answer. You know, 32 years later, I'm still like, what? The, what happened that there? Guaranteed dual citizenship. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but you know. But hey, I got the language, which yeah. is really good. So I, I grew up. I grew up with some relatively uh, eccentric parents. My dad being Morris and being a shaper and a, and a mad surfer at the time. Yeah. Uh, my mum being a bit more of the hippie kind of style. But just, just anyone that doesn't know, that's a surfboard shaper. A surfboard shaper, yep. Yeah. yep a surfboard shaper. Um, and my mum is, I, I don't really know how to... The first word that comes to mind for my mum is an angel. She okay. just is an absolute just... Just one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. Like, Dynamite mother. Just oh, she's just done so much. She she brought up two kids in a foreign country before the internet with no help. You know what I mean? And she's brought us up. I'd like to think pretty damn well. Mm. So um, yeah. Yes. So my sister and I. Yeah, my sister who's three years older than me. Um, we 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 had a really different upbringing, which was really cool. We we grew up having this, you know, English at home, French everywhere else. So we had French friends and we were going around like, we, I, it just for me, it, it just was natural to speak French and English, which was really cool. But my first memories, um, I'd probably say down the beach. In France? Yeah, yeah. How like, cool, Brits or Hossiger? Or? Uh, Hossiger, yeah. yeah. So I was born in Bayonne, which is um, part of the Basque country. Mm-hmm. And then, well, Basque country, for anyone who doesn't know, it's is crazy a territory. Shit. It's a territory. Which runs into Spain. W- runs into Spain. A lot of it is in Spain, and that's where you kind of have a lot of those, you know, they had the, um, what were they called? Well, the terrorists the, of the sorts. The terrorists, and yeah. But so they but they were there before France and, and, and Spain. Well, that's and right, and that's why they're so passionate yeah they had a, they've got a completely different language it's not latin based it's just this whole other thing so it's crazy yeah oh man that's a whole it's other awesome. we, we, if we've got another couple of hours yeah. that, that's definitely <laughs> worth speaking about but yeah. um uh yeah so i grew up i had this really cool upbringing and i just I, I just spent like i remember going to the um uh to this club i think it was the mickey mouse club the mickey mouse club to, or the donald uh yeah they had these clubs down the beach down there, as which, kids which is really good uh, clubs with Swimming pools with swings, all games. You staying down there all day. So, um, yeah, that's one of my first memories, I, I guess, is that one, and and just kind of hanging down the beach all day down there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, with my dad being the way that he is in so heavily surf based, it was always kind of around my life. 
and then he was always that connection in in France or in Europe for all the all the surfers coming over from all over the world who couldn't speak French and stuff like that. So I used to actually be a translator for all kinds of crew for Oki, Tom Curran, for Jeff Booth, for, you know, like I'd be going down the supermarket and you'd yeah. have, you know, Oki going, coming in all my <laughs> And I'd be like, what do you want? Yeah, and I'd be like, excusez-moi, you veux du fromage, da, 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 da. You know, like, so it was kind of cool in that sense. Uh, so I had a really... I had the most amazing upbringing, you know, and my sister, like we, we both did, uh, you yeah. know, like we just had this real upbringing of just a, a lot of freedom um, and just like a lot of, uh, yeah, just a really diff- different outlook on life. Like I remember being... How wonderful. I reckon, and, and this is where it goes back to this, where I probably I got this, um, I guess, inherent moral values of looking after our community and our, and our planet I, I got that from an early age as well because that's where my dad comes into it. he's shaped a lot of what i've what i've you know it's thanks to him that i've become this person um as as kind of an activist or whatever you want to call it as well a as a surfer star. and and you know as a great person you old man's very connected with the environment and the planet and which is yeah. you know a healthy place to come from yeah and he's always been a fighter He's yeah. always, he's just, for better or worse, and for those who know him who are listening to this, you'll know what I mean. Um, but he's always fought fought with, you know, a lot of integrity and, and the right values. So I would say that's, that's where I probably got, yeah, my environmental and social consciousness and then my family values I definitely got off my mum. She was a lot less kind of community orientated, but she was definitely much more like all about the family and looking after you know, looking after your, your closest loved ones. Um, and I have, oh, listen, my sister's just a whole other world where she, I keep saying, to her, she's, she's just amazing. She's like, she's a mother of two right now. She's just the smartest person. She's just on the ball. She's like, she's been a guiding light throughout my whole life. Every time I have any kind of problem, I go straight to my sister and I'm just like, I've got this, what do you reckon? And she'll just like, okay, analyze it, bang, this is what you need, da, 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 do this. She's like so that. grounded. She's, she's grounded, grounded and she's, yeah. yeah, so in that sense. But uh, but getting back to the activism thing. So hold on, no, you're in you're in France till till how till how Till I was nine years old. Till nine. But this is this is all part it's of it. Tiny, when I was yeah. oh, must have been six or seven, maybe. My dad actually organized this was during the time when uh, when France was doing all the nuclear testing in the Pacific Ocean. And my dad actually organised a big rally with all the pro surfers. And I remember sitting at my house. What year was this? Oh, it would have been 94, oh, 3, yeah. 93, 94. Well, we yeah. moved back to Australia when I was at the end of 95. So okay. it would have been a year or two before then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was, this was it. I remember so clear sitting at my house having... I don't even know, 40, 50 people writing signs saying stop the bombing, you know, the big peace signs. Everyone's so getting what, their well, they, hair they had, sprayed. They had, was it, the, there's some islands out there that they were doing nuke tests. Yeah, so owned by France. Yes. And they were just quietly out there just kind of testing nuclear weapons and just decimating the atolls out there, you know, and just because it's, you know, it's a long way away, so you can't hear them. So apparently it may, means it's not that bad, you know. Don't worry about the local ecosystem or... You know, any Have you ever stuff? seen the uh, the YouTube that's set up like a Space Invaders game with the world and it shows every nuclear explosion that's ever happened? Ah, uh, yeah, I have seen that. So yeah. spooky. Yeah. And the way it, it kind of goes like one. Yeah, two. Bop, 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 bop. 
three, and yeah. then all of a sudden there's a few there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. It goes more, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just starts going bang, 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 bang. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. And this is the thing. So I didn't eat like I was. It's, it's interesting. I look back now. I'm just having to think. I'm like, at the age of however old I was, maybe seven or whatever, I already knew. I was like, why? What the hell are you guys doing? Like. And you see photos of these beautiful islands and they're just bombing the shit out of them. And you're just like, this is inherently wrong. Like, this is just, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it was just, and, and I remember that at the age of seven, you know. Let alone the radiation. And oh, the everything, you know, the local population. And, and that's the thing too. It's not just a bomb. It's something that goes on, yeah. you know. It has this kind of like long kind of ramifications that go on for who knows how long. Um, so the yeah. old man was rallying against that with yeah. surfers. Yeah. So we actually went in front of the, I think it was the uh, prime minister. So the second in charge, they've obviously got a president being a republic, but they, they um, the vice president, sorry. Um, yeah. So we actually rallied. We walked from our house and his, his holiday house was just around the corner from us. Um, so we got all, and again, I, I don't know exactly who was there, but there, I remember like Rob Machado, who's, one of the yeah, one, yeah. one of my favorite surfers of all time and you know one of Kelly's best friends and he had the big afro sprayed different colors and it was just like this and I remember just getting straight away getting that feeling of like we're part of something here and we are a community in itself you know like and it was getting yeah trying to raise this awareness of just going well you know what the world's best surfers don't agree with this you know like and I remember walking I actually remember because I was, I was barefoot and I remember walking past this house and the whole road was sticky and there was all these uh, little seeds on the ground. And I was like, what's going on here? And then my dad actually told me, he's like, oh, there's actually a, a bunch of farmers who came in the middle of the night and dumped like tons of rotten rock melons in front of the house as well, just to be like a bit of a, a double fuck you. Yeah a, yeah. a bit of a fuck you going like, yeah. So it was kind of cool. I was like, okay, so we're not alone in this as well, you know? And then we walked to the podium because it was during the competition that they have every year in Hossegore. Um, we walked to the competition and we got on stage and, you know, there was like the big protest. Um, so that was... It all resonated with you. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was. I guess that was the very start of it. So, and that's where from there on in, and I, I just, I've always watched my dad and we all emulate our, our parents, you know, and I've just watched what he's done and he's always fought for, for, for the little guy and for, you know, for what's right, really. So that's that's kind of where it kicked off. Um, yeah, and then obviously we moved to Margaret River uh, when I was nine years old. And then my dad got involved there with like the uh, Indigenous Surfing Association and trying to get like uh, trying to get some proper competitions, getting prize money and all of that. So, yeah, he's always been very heavily involved in that, you know. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of where I get it from. I and guess. so, how was life for you in Margaret River? Did you enjoy? Oh, that? Amazing. Yeah, oh. you were surfing by this stage. I actually had a real. I used to surf a little bit in France, just over summer. Yeah. Um. But I never never got into it till I was probably 12. So it took me a few years in Margaret River as well. I don't know. I'm, tr I'm still trying to figure out whether it was a, a bit of a rebellious thing against my dad, maybe. That was my yeah, one yeah, and yeah, only yeah. rebellious yeah, thing where yeah. I was like, well, you know, that's your thing. Yeah. I'm going to go play every other sport under the sun, you know. And mm -hmm. I played footy, started up a, a team, um, a high school rugby team as well because I used to play rugby in France. Yeah. 
Uh, you got the build karate. for a rugby player. I definitely do have the build for that. <laughs> Not so much basketball. I, I had a crack at basketball, but um, yeah, I was never that good at that. Um, but yeah, rugby, you know, I could, I could throw a ball yeah. and, and kick a footy and yeah, you know, as, as all kids do. But yeah, the surfing thing, we were down the beach all the time and we had other families there that were, you know, we had we had this really cool network of like, I don't know, maybe half a dozen families or eight families and we all had kids within a couple of years of each other. So it was just everywhere we went was just a party, you know. Yeah, so yeah, it was really, yeah. really cool. Um, but yeah, probably only started surfing when I was like 12 yeah. properly. Um, and this was still in Margs? Still was, in Margs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a couple of years there. Um, Where were your favourite spots? Left-handers. I'm a goofy footer. Left-handers up at Gracetown. Lefties at Gracetown, the one that's opposite North Point. Uh, no, nah, no, it's around the corner. Around the corner. Yeah, it's, actually it's actually where all those guys, guys have been. Hit. Yeah, there's oh. been so many people get chomped there, but that's the golden, whatever it's you want to call it, a couple oh. of kilometres or whatever. Yeah. It's just the funnest waves. Margs has just got waves everywhere, everywhere. You know, I lived there for a year in 95. Oh, that's where, oh, maybe we, we moved there at the end of 95. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, right. Uh, and I remember, yeah, I lived near um, Red Rocks for a bit on a, farm at you know uh, Redgate yeah Redgate yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah and then in the end in town just near the bowls club okay yeah yeah. yeah yeah oh mate uh, out there Redgate's beautiful as well though. So it's good. just pristine but oh man it's it's still I don't know I, I've always I kind of said I, I was always like oh, I think I'll move back there I feel at home there but the more I've the, the more I just live back here and the more I'm just like I'd Torquay's home for me. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. just fucking love this place. That's pretty you good, know. isn't it? Uh, oh, I just, you know. But did you ever hear about uh, in Margs that there was a curse put on the area that by the Aboriginals that were, uh, you know, they were slaughtered down there, yep. uh, put a hex on the area that no family would ever be happy. Mm-hmm. And as you probably know, there's a lot of, like, a lot of weird shit happens down there that's, oh, yeah. like, bad shit. Absolutely on the regular yeah there's there's been there is there's a definitely dark side i mean and it shows with the latest thing that happened over there um with that mass murder whoa 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 i don't even know about this oh, yeah, no. well this was a family well not family friend but school it's actually one of marine's best or one of my sister's best uh, best friends at the time she had her oh it's pretty sad it's i don't know if you know, want to get into it but her dad went in and killed all four of four of her kids and her fucking when Oh, I don't know, a couple of months. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah, I mean, we, I, I don't think we should probably go into no, that. No, that's but fine, that's... but there was three incidences that happened when I was living there for a year that were just like fucking knocked yeah, out. Yeah, the Greystown tragedy. The, well, that happened just after, yeah. but there was, yeah, there's so much shit. Anyway, yes. So there is, uh, and listen, and you know what? I'm not going to pretend, we we definitely had our challenges as well as a family. Um over there like the, I loved it as a kid growing up there it's yeah. perfect for kids yeah. you know um, but there's no rules yeah well that's it you're, <laughs> you're encircled by beautiful beaches forests like it's country but it's still coastal it's it's yeah it's, it's absolutely wild. amazing but uh, yeah I know my dad had a very dark time over there um, which he'll happily tell you about I'm sure it's probably already out there but he had a his business was thriving over there but um, yeah there was a lot of it was just a negative something there is this unfortunately something really dark that is over there yeah and I don't know how to explain it but well I was always told that that's what it was there was a spell on the region yeah I have heard about the the, the massacres and stuff that did happen I think because uh, he took uh, a real prominent um, 
Koori man, uh, one of our one of our really good family friends, Lenny Collard, who teaches at one of the, I think it's Curtin University, maybe up in up in Perth. Um, very like he's just he's a wealth of knowledge and just really deep into the indigenous culture. He does indigenous studies and all of that. And I think they were driving on a jet ski through along Margaret River, like the, it, along the in the river. And he actually said, he goes, yeah, you can feel it. There's a lot of dark. And I, th- I think he actually pointed out maybe a couple of mass graves and stuff like that. Like he was, he was pretty all over it. And he said, like, there is a lot of darkness there. You know, um, yeah. But in saying that, I personally, my experience there, there's been a few negative things happen. Absolutely. But, you know, that's also the world. I, right. tr- I always try to, I, I try to look at the, the, the beauty of things. And, and it's just, for me, one of the most incredible places in the world, Margaret River. And the wine's not too bad there either. The, the red, a <laughs> couple, the couple of cheeky reds. <laughs> great wine, great waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So then, um, and that probably put you in touch with, you know, I would imagine how pristine and beautiful it is over there just an appreciation again for what we have yeah yeah and it is and it's and i guess i've had that my whole life and when i explain to people you know when i say to them oh i've grown up in three different parts of the world i've grown up in the southwest of france um i've grown up in margaret river and i've grown up in torquay and everyone just goes oh lucky you and i'm like yeah i know i really know i'm so fortunate i've Man, I've had the best 32 years on this planet. I have just, I really don't have much to complain about, you know, mm. like, uh, I, I mean that just in a, a more of a fortunate, not so much as like, oh, I've got the best life. No, no, I can really understand. I've been it's so an appreciation for, for, you know, it's great to be alive and great oh, your is. journey, you're loving it. It is. And, and that's, and that, that, you know what, that's actually part of, that's part of why I've really, you know, jumped into this kind of like, uh, environmental conservation activism social kind of no, trying to get social well-being for our communities is i feel like i'm i am one of the the one percent i'm that one percent that is just I, i'm i've had such a lucky life and i've been fortunate enough to to live in these incredible places and make contacts with people who i can see you know like it's given me like it's shown me reason why I need to go out and keep that, you know, and really keep what we do have and, and really fight for it. So, yeah, I, I don't come from, I'm not going to say, oh, we, we were never rich. We were very, very poor in France, but we've had some money. It's come and gone, but that that's beside the point. But it's more for me, I've had a very rich upbringing in terms of, yeah, my my social kind of upbringing you know and, and experience and and really had some very good values instilled in me from both my parents you know yeah so, yeah. yeah so then you left margaret river and you've come back over here yep and now explain to me exactly what it is you're an independent for south barwon is this correct yep independent candidate yeah. what and what does that can you break that down because I, I I'm I struggle with politics oh, a little bit. I think you know? a lot of people do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I do too. I'm I'm learning a lot. 2018 has been a year of learning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. So I I, I guess I so I came over here in 2001 with with my family uh, as a 14 year old. Yeah. So my parents are from Victoria originally. They yeah. kind of grew up in Torquay and. So we already had a lot of connections down here. Yeah. Um. So I finished high school here and then I pretty much traveled traveled the world through my 20s just 
I worked up in the mines. I worked offshore, which Did is you? yeah. So which, which mines? Throw that. How's that for it? People would just be like, "What? what? Hang on." <laughs> yeah. Um, it was interesting. Listen, I'm not shying away from it. Oh, no, why would you? I know so many people have gone to the mines. My cousin still works on the mines. Yeah. Like, I nearly went myself. Like. Oh, exactly. And it's not... And that's what I mean. I'm not shying away from it yeah. for, for a moment. Um, if anything, it's actually given me more, more of the tools. I feel, I feel like my 20s was very much figuring out... Yeah, I, I, an analogy for me is, is getting all the ingredients for my life through my twenties mm. and I feel like my thirties, I've actually kind of started mixing them together mm. and I'm kind of figuring out what works. And, um, I've got a cake coming along. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a cake at some point, hopefully not too. So I don't want to be ready. I don't want to, I don't want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, too early. Yeah, hopefully uh, I've got a few more years left uh, in me, ready. but that's kind of where I look at it. So I, I look at that as, as an experience and it helped me again, develop kind of more or strengthen my values. Because I was always up there. If you ever ask crew that I worked with, I used to drive them mad. I'd be there on a massive gas um, gas refinery. And obviously, because you, you get everything paid for up there, you sleep in the, the big camps and stuff. Which state were you in? In WA. Yeah. Um, what close to Kimberley? Uh, just um, in... Uh, just Oh, I've done a couple of different ones, but yeah. the main one was Carafa. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would... Yeah, I'd, I'd be there, you know, where... Pfft, raving pillaging the earth of, of you know natural gas and here i am is it fracking re no no no, no fracking so it'd be coming from offshore and so we were only the refinery yeah. right on the coast the most beautiful coast again such a nice place and there's just this huge monstrosity just sitting on the on this prime piece of land but which again flying in that used to kill me but my my thought process was always like well i'm just a number and at this point, and it was probably a bit of a selfish thing at this time because everyone you're in their 20s banked. as you're developing, it's like this is facilitating my travel addiction, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like because I couldn't get enough of traveling and seeing all these different worlds and different cultures. And, and so, what and was that. it, two on, two off? What? Nah, it was four and one. So, four weeks on, one week off. Wow, um, that's a lot. Yeah, but we were doing it, was kind of cool because it worked well for me being, you know, single for most of it and well you go to um, cashed up cashed up and Did you go to bali a lot you went to bali a bit went to madagascar went to sri lanka been to norway through europe central america yeah kind of japan or, yeah all yeah. these kind of things so um yeah so that that was that was it's, it's quite interesting because people kind of always give me that weird look of like hang on you you're an environmental conservationist <laughs> and you, you used to work for the enemy. And yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, I was gathering information. Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's exactly. kind of the way yeah. I look at it. Um, but yeah, I, I figured I was always like, oh, well, I'm just a number. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to happen I... whether I'm doing this or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you see it up there. They pretty much, in a set, all those big companies, they threaten you in different ways like that. Pretty much like, you know, if you don't fall into line, we've got heaps of other people. That, so, which is a horrible way to work, by the way. If you get treated as a number, you act as a number, you know, and you, they want you to fall into place. Don't think for yourself. Anyway, that's a whole nother, whole nother conversation up there. But, um, but yeah, if anything, it actually gave me firsthand, firsthand kind of um, information. I just looked at it and I was like, wow, this is actually, I've seen some big holes in the ground. I've seen some horrible things happen, you know, like up there, like in terms of environmental degradation. Um, and I actually ended up 
through, you know, th- as things happen in life, you know, just domino effects or whatever, I ended up offshore for the last couple of jobs and I was working on a big pipeline offshore. So this gas, you're bringing gas in from out to sea into land, yep. chucking it into gas bottles, it's going to barbecues all over Australia. Uh, no, I'm yeah. joking. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like, but pretty much that. Like, so that's what it is, all these like, different what's the types gas for? Different types of gas. So what, what the refinery does is, because the gas is all mixed up under, under the seabed, and then what they do is, but then they have different levels of density and stuff like that. So they go into these huge um, kind of, I guess, silo looking things. And then they level out all the different gases and extract it, whether, you know. Like, like, the, like, the, like I think, uh, a vat of beer. Yep. You yep. know, one part is um, Carlton, the next part is Melbourne, the next it's part similar is... Similar to that, beer. yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much a massive beer factory out there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 you could kind of look at it like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, I did. I saw all that firsthand. And um, and then, yeah, my last job was, you know what? It was the most I ever earned in my life. And it's probably more than majority of the population in the world has ever earned in their lives. I was on three weeks on, three weeks off. I was just, for this one last job, it was a project that went for just under a year. Would have been... $250,000 a year. Wow. Something like that That's for only working half half the time. Bank. And it was probably the most soul-destroying and heartbreaking thing I've ever done in my life. And it was my final one. Like, I just... I got asked to do more jobs after that and I got kind of, you know, crew were just gone. And I was just working as... as and that was just as a TA, as a welder's trade assistant. It was the most boring job. You could literally... You could train a cardboard bag to do what I was doing pretty much you know what What were you doing Uh, pipes were coming in getting welded together and I'd just have to check and make like as it was going I'd have to make sure that there was no holes did you you chip at it a little bit yeah and the first few were really kind of you know obviously when we got started it was like we had to do a fair bit of work and then as soon as it got going we'd barely have to do a thing so it was like yeah, easy work, most I've ever been paid and the most soul-destroying thing I've ever done. Like, it was really... Because you were witnessing the impact on the environment? Or yeah, what, we're witnessing what, what, in different ways. Or like, just because you're so bored? No, no, no. Witnessing, uh, knowing what was going on, like even, you know, hearing about, I can't remember the exact figure, but it was something like 40,000 litres of diesel a day just to run this ship, you know? Oh, like, and oh, I'm just yeah. like, whoa, where's that going? And then there was, I, knew, I heard from, from, the, um, from the riggers, who are the people getting you know, any of our supplies and stuff onto the boat. They're using cranes and stuff like that. There was one that really sticks out because it was an Italian company who, who was running run the show. And they, when we got into Australian waters and when we were about to dock into, uh, into Darwin, obviously we can't bring food, right? And they had all this excess of food. They had pallets and pallets of all this like plastic wrapped stuff, whatever it was, there was like massive you know, roast chickens and all these different stuff. And they just throw it overboard, throw it overboard. And then all the, the Aussie riggers and stuff are like, oh, all right, well, oh, this is, we don't really want to do this. But again, you do, you do as you're told, yeah. you know, like, or, and then they started ripping off all the plastic and whatever. And the Italian's like, no, just throw it in, just throw it in. We haven't got time for you to do it. And they were like, no, 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 we can't do this. And there was, I don't know exactly what happened in the end. It was middle of the night. They, you know, I heard but all But obviously these they're telling them to do it this time. They've done that oh, how many times? And that's one ship. Yeah. And how many, you know, so this, and this is a thing with having it offshore is how much are they really complying? How much do they actually give a shit about this planet? You know? Yeah. So, so and that, that, that was one, that's one example of just some of the stuff where it just killed me. Just watching that. 
and I just and that's where I had that you know coming into my late 20s I had that realization that I can't do this morally you know right. I, I can't keep hiding behind that oh well I can't do anything about it you know and it really I, I didn't know where that was leading me but I just knew I was like oh, I just can't keep doing this yeah tap down you know? I, I just this is just like horrible it's just the feeling that I got I felt and this is <laughs> the other thing I'm, I've never been very good with finances but I think I actually had a guilty thing where I spent my money pretty quick. Mm. Not not stupidly, but I did a lot of travel and whatever. And I came home, I bought a, you know, bought myself a van, cash, a nice one. Cause I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I want something good that will last me for the next, whatever, 10, 15 years. So I kind of tried to make a few little things like that. But I also, I, I think maybe subconsciously I could have bought a house, you know, and I didn't. And I, I, I wonder, I, I'm not sure, but I, I, I had this thought where I'm like, I don't know if I could have lived in a house knowing that it was off the back. Blood of, money. Yeah, a bit of blood money, you know. And I, I, maybe it was a subconscious. I don't know. But I know that I don't own a house right now. <laughs> and I probably should have because the house prices around Turkey right. have yeah, gone yeah. through the roof. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, anyway, so that was that. Um, and then that was when, that was the end of 2015. And that's when I just made this decision where I never thought I'd do it. I went, I want to go to uni. I, I, okay, what what don't I like? And I looked at it and I went, well, I don't like any of this mining so stuff. So you're getting and, good at listening to your intuition. Yeah, oh, and I hope that that's, I hope we all do. We slowly become better and better, you know. I never did used to, that intuition stuff. Yeah. <laughs> never used to listen to that, <laughs> you know, like. Hey, what do you think I should do? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 good point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did. I started kind of going, I just went, oh, well, what, what do I want to do? And then I started going, well, I've always been, be passionate about the environment and getting back to it getting back to the mining thing that was one thing here i was you know working on a gas plant that was you know destroying destroying the environment and i was using those plastic containers that they give you and you'd watch it all the crew would you know use 10 containers a day all their different little salads and all their different lasagnas or whatever and it was you know single use boom thrown in the, and and so you go that thousands of people in the camp so you're using how much plastic and I used there, to, was it at least going in the trash? It wasn't going into recycling, mm. you know. And I used to, and my mates used to give me so much shit for this. I used Hold to on, if you're an independent for South Barland at the moment, you answer me this question. Ah, okay. Is it true that the recycling bins that we put out here just go to landfill anyway and there's no difference between the trash and the recycling? <sighs> I'm not 100% sure on that. That's actually a shire. That's a council issue. Yeah, well, um, as an independent for South Bay, and I want to fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I can no, find out. I can find I'm out for you. I'm no, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually a genuine kind of concern. I've heard it off a few different people. It came up on the Surf Coast Shire thing. I did, um, yeah. And I had them on the bus. But no, no. But just quick, I used to keep all of my plastic containers, and I used to go, and I'd wash it, and the boys were just like, what are you doing, mate? And I was just like, I'm just trying to... I don't know, do my bit. I don't know, like, you know, while we're there working 12 hours yeah. to get this gas out, you yeah. know. So that, that's where I kind of realised, I was like, hang on, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fish out of water I'm caring here. too I'm much not, for this shit. I, I'm just, yeah, I care yeah. too much to be doing this. So I went to uni, um, got uh, not quite finished my degree in environmental science. Yeah. I've, been, I've been a deacon for the last kind of two and a half years. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I've, been, I've gotten more and more involved. Did you enjoy that? I oh, love it. Yeah. yeah, love it. Not, it's, it was interesting. I, 
I did. I, I kind of thought of university, I, probably coming in as a mature age as well. I, I kind of always looked at, oh, university, I'll be there with like-minded people and everyone will be just like, you know, everyone's going to want to help and, oh, it's going to be incredible. And and I found that a lot of it is just like, listen, here's your assessment. And I consider myself a pretty kind of innovative. I always like to do things differently and be creative. And I'd be like, oh, well, how about we do it like this? You know, what if I do it like that? Well, yeah, and, they'd just be like, and they'd be like... You got to tick the boxes. Just fall in line, buddy. Just fall in line again, you know. And I'm just like, well, shit, like you know, I'm, I don't like falling in line. Yeah. I, I, I just, it just doesn't sit well with me. But so that was probably the only thing I, with uni. But but I've gotten a lot out of it. And what it's done is it's, I guess, developed my passion of envi- of the environment into something that I can actually articulate a little bit better and know why I care because I actually have a lot more information now to back me up. Um, so instead of just being like, well, because it's fundamentally right, I can say, well, because, you know, this the level of CO2 has gone through the roof or you know, above 400 parts per million, which is then affecting, you know, I can kind of run off and actually back, my, back up my arguments. So in that sense, university has been absolutely incredible. It's kind of brought it all together, all my thoughts and brought it into something that I, you know, you know, something that I can kind of go back on. Um, and then, yeah, so from that, I just started to get involved in um, part of the Surf Coast Energy Group Committee, or also known as SCEG, um, which is a real sustainability and kind of uh, climate change. It, we're trying to raise awareness and educate the, the public. So was this the, uh, part, of, part of the thing that, we, that you did down at Bells that was against... How do you say his name? Huda. Adani. Adani. Adani, yeah. Is this part of that? Yeah, yeah, it was. And th- and again, that happened... So what back that up. What was the washout with the Adani? It's still going ahead at this point. So um, they're going to build the... It's looking like it, yeah. They look, they're going to build the Carmichael Mine up in central central Queensland. Which means doing something to the reef, is that right? Uh, so it hits it in a lot of different ways, that one. Um so we've got the government who I think is still looking at funding, uh, I think it's a billion dollar loan to Adani. They, they're going to give them- Our government. Our government, our federal government. They're pushing for it. The federal government wants it because it means jobs for Queensland and it means you know great money for, for Australia. Short-term gain, again. And this is my exact point, right? When you go, and this goes back to what I'm standing for as an independent is, that this is a great kind of analogy or, you know, and um, it's symbolic of, of what's going on around the world and, and, and within Australia. You've got an Indian company who has a horrible history of environmental degradation, breaking laws, social degradation in terms of they've just ruined communities in India. They've come in and just destroyed them, no jobs, they've underpaid everyone. If you look at the whole rap sheet, it's just, they're just big bullies. They're just horrible, absolute pieces of shit. And they've come in and said, we want to- Do you call them, is that a multinational? Or is it straight? Yeah. In, is that straight? It's in, it's yeah. a it's an Indian company. Okay, but I don't know whether I think they are in different. I think they've gone to Africa and exploited Africa as well. Oh, Poor yeah. Africa because yeah. they have even less. They just get fucked. Yeah, by they everyone. just get fucked by everyone. The richest country in the world in terms of resources, and then they've just been nailed from the get go. Supposedly, if you could farm in Africa, like uh, you can't because of the 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 way that the society is kind of fucked. Yeah, but if you could, 
like utilize the soil. They've got the richest oh, soil in absolutely. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not, I didn't Definitely. know that. Yeah, and that's where they all the minerals come from, your diamonds and all that, you know, gold. They're, they're so they're rich in terms of their resources. It's just I've big companies. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly it. <laughs> <that's exactly, laughs> we all have, you know. I think I shed a tear or something in that one. <laughs> Fucking great movie. Um, but yeah, so Adani, so yeah, they've come in and they've said, we want to we wanna dig all the coal out from 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 Queensland ship it that we want to get get a rail from central Queensland to Abbott Point which is the very southern end of the Great Barrier Reef and then we want to put all of the coal onto ships and go straight back to India so no, Australia's not getting any of this right which is beside the point we get some royalties or whatever but so we pay really them much. a billion and they take the coal uh-huh and they bring it back and they're saying, oh, it's going to they power this. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they bring it back to India. Yeah. yeah. Well, they bring yeah, it back. They bring, in, they bring it, back. it back in CO2 emissions, okay, which gets exactly. me. So so the first thing is they go, they're, they're dredging some of the Great Barrier Reef, which obviously that's plain and simple as to why, mm-hmm. to get bigger ships in. Of course. So you've got that, which poses a risk, which is destruction to well, one, of the wonder, one of the natural wonders of the world. You know, like it's so that I'm sure, you know, everyone kind of knows it's pretty simple as to why that's pretty shitty. And then the other thing is, is the amount of CO2 that that coal will release is going to dramatically impact climate change, which in turn is going to pretty much turn up the heat on the Great Barrier Reef, killing it even faster so we're supposed to be moving away from coal aren't we well exactly this is this is the ridiculous thing you know so we've got so that so that in a sense so, so we've a, got why are we paying them a billion though so well, they, this is to, 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 where, to, to where, facilitate where, them the coming in. in well we get money oh and this is the other thing if you want to look at it from an economic perspective okay so we're giving a billion dollars so that they can come in because they're going to give us i don't know they're trying to say 5000 jobs or whatever so right? we're, we're sweetening them we're sweetening the deal to get them, them a in. rolex on top of oh, the billion yeah, i'm sure yeah, there is yeah, a rolex yeah, or two yeah, getting yeah. thrown out there you know so, so it's, we've it's got a bribe so uh, it's not as, no, it's not a bribe it's it's facilitating you know it's just kind of making it easier for them it's it's like there, lube there's so much lube, lube getting it's used a, and, it's, and it's not just the billion dollars it's also the sign offs with environmental regulations there's all this shit going on so we've got that and you go all right so you, get, you let's let's say for let's say 10,000 jobs right 10,000 jobs we're going to get out of this for the construction and and the maintenance and whatever of this mm-hmm. mine australian jobs mm. yeah it sounds pretty good for the queensland economy if the Great Barrier Reef disappears, which it's, we're doing a pretty good job of, of absolutely taking, you know, tearing it to bits and yeah, killing it. Yeah. If the Great Barrier Reef disappears in the next 20 years, what do the 60,000 people who rely on the Great Barrier Reef do for a job? Right. We're Tourism's talking tourism, hospitality, yeah. cafes, all the way to, you know, laundromats. Well, look, look to, at this. They, they had two shark attacks up there, what, in the last two weeks or something? Yeah. And they just went out and killed a bunch of tiger sharks. Yeah. Out of fear of tourism, was it the right sharks? That's what, like, did they put the their did they put their fuck. fin up and go? Yeah, sorry yeah, about that, sorry. that was me. All right, yeah. yeah. The first one was a miss hit, but the yeah. second one, yeah. oh, he was a tasty fuck. I was just hungry. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so, and that that for me just screams just like that's your short sighted. Oh, throw the fact that it's going to be oh, it's going to be great for the economy and and jobs and whatever. But in the long term. What are the sixty thousand people going to do who are who are dependent on the Great Barrier Reef? 
to, well, to, for jobs. What's the earth going to do without the Barrier Reef? You know, oh, like, absolutely. But I, I look at it for me no, personally. It, from an yourself, economic point of view. It, it, I, I, for me, it's for its intrinsic value. It's it's a beautiful asset to this world in, in, in itself just because we should go and be able to enjoy it. But unfortunately, these Muppets up in Canberra don't understand that, you know? And, and Well, we seem to be treating the globe as a commodity. Yeah, and we have for a long time. And, and and put it this way, I it we can't we can't shy away from the fact that it's also gotten us to this point for better as well. We have we're we're, we're prosperous thanks to all of, to everything that we've done over the last you know since the start of the industrial revolution. So we can't shy away from that. Let's 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 be honest about it. It's it's and this is again, it's not about pointing fingers. It's not about polarizing, going you're doing wrong. It's just going. It's kind of going like. You have a 20th century system in place, which is fossil fuel based. It's it's this economy which is growth at all costs, which has gotten us to here today. Which thankfully, because we have heating in our houses, we you know we we, we drive cars, we live in a beautiful mm. country. So it's it's great. It's been really really good. Mm. But we're now at a point where we're starting to see in the 21st century, we're starting to see the impacts of that, and treating the environment as a commodity. That's exactly it. And now is the time where we go, all right, we've gotten to this point. We're seeing it at an alarming rate. We're seeing our world go to absolute shit. How about some moral responsibility? How about some? How about being politically brave? You know, and I'm, and I'm making a call out to Liberal and Labor. Be politically brave and actually make a stand for the future generations that come after us because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to leave a legacy which actually is better, like which is improving as generations go on. At the moment, we're actually living in a time where we've hit the peak and we're dropping now. Where the next generation is going to be worse off than us. Which oh, is never well, look, really, if we never don't change, there won't be a future. Oh, there won't be a future at all. Or there'll be a future where I've seen Mad be, Max. Where, exactly, there'll be a few of us left. But I tell you what, it'll throw the it'll throw the world into absolute disarray. So that's where I'm looking at it. Going like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Fossil fuels have done it, done their job up until now for economic prosperity yeah absolutely i'm not shying away from that hey i've benefited personally from it i drove here today why, I tell me up this, in the why is diesel so expensive at the moment diesel unleaded how's the unleaded price? i don't know i've been i've only looking at diesel mate unleaded's just gone up all of a sudden i don't know because oh, <laughs> we can go down so many different avenues here uh because there's like half a dozen families around the world controlling yeah, <laughs> the prices yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, because, and again, it's going to keep going up. Why? Because we are slowly running out. All right, so I don't vote, Damo, but I yep. will give you my vote. I haven't voted because I don't like to be on the system. I don't want to be on the radar and I don't like getting fined when I forget to vote. So I have okay. never voted. But I'm worried if I give you my vote, then they know I'm on the system and will they find me, backfind me till I'm 18. That's think they 20 can. years. I don't of, think they can. Can't they? They can only find you if you were registered and didn't vote. Right. Unless they've changed the law. But I'm pretty sure that you're all right. Yeah. And I'd love your vote. Yeah. So um, what does this look like? The political campaign? Or, yeah. Um, busy. It's been, uh, it's been a great experience so far. Um, I've been I've met a lot of amazing people that have come out of nowhere to, to help um, that have really put their hand up so let's say best case scenario you get in yep yeah yep. and I, I, I hope that you do I love this yep and uh, I think it's just what we need on mm -hmm. the coast um, does that mean that you have an office 
at the Surf Coast Shire. What does it mean? Like, what does no, it look so like? it's not the Shire. So it's I'm running for state parliament, right? So it's it's. Um, does that mean you move Spring away? Spring Street, no, it's Spring Street you? in Melbourne. No, 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 I'm not moving from here. <laughs> They can come to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll be at Winky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's step into my office yeah. at Uppers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more of a Bells man, though. Mm. So it's Rincon. We'll go Rincon. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, so, so yeah, running for state parliament in the seat of South Barman, which is pretty much from Brimley to Point Addis, um, for anyone who can kind of picture that. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes, so it's the whole, the whole, the greater Torquay area, we'll call it. Um, and then goes inland to Grovedale and then it goes around kind of west. It goes to Warm Ponds and Highton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like 60 odd thousand people voting in that. Um, so what happens if I do get in is I, I'm an independent, which means I don't necessarily have to answer to anyone. And in a, such a hotly con- contested state election throughout you know, in the next four years, I would sit and kind of, I, I, I sometimes could have the deciding vote on certain policies and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so so it's it's really important for, it's funny because a lot of people are kind of saying, oh, what are you wasting your time for? It'll be Liberal Labor. Same as the, what the Greens have always said, you're wasting your vote uh, if, you, if you vote Green, or you're wasting your vote if you go in one of the smaller parties. Which I kind of used to think the same. I didn't know much about it. And then the more I'm getting involved now, I realise that that's not the case at all because behind the scenes you have preference that, you know, you have to give your preferences to different people and then you're making, there's deals, there's constantly deals and that's what you have to do to, to kind of enact any kind of power or, you know, any, any change at all. So um, the reason that I've started that I did this, I, it, I if you had told me six months ago when we were sitting out at Winky, mm. Talking, talking some shit. If you had to go on, mate, you'll be you'll be running for the state election this year. I'd have gone, oh, piss off, Tiggy. Like, yeah, whatever, mate. I wouldn't yeah. want to be one of these politicians. But we started um, we started an alliance, uh, an alliance of the different community groups within Torquay called the Greater Torquay Alliance. And uh, what we're doing is we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to really de- develop a plan for to- the to- the Greater Torquay area to, again, what we've been talking about, to think into the future, into my future kids, your future kids, and beyond, as to what this place is going to look like. We need to plan for the amount of people coming in. We need to plan for all this development getting in. Do we need to restrict certain development? You know, do, you know, we have to look at what's the carrying capacity of Torquay. We have to start planning for that kind of stuff. So we started this, um, the, yeah, this, this group up that was uh, our four pillars are you know, what we're really running off is we need we need an impact study, right? And that's a study that, a really kind of in-depth study looking at what the environmental impacts, the social impacts, the cultural impacts, and the economic impacts are of this growth that we're seeing, right? And one of these studies has actually never really been done in, done before, which is ludicrous. You can't, you've got developers and you've got the Shire and you've got the state government going, growth, growth, growth. And we're going, well, hang on, what's going to be the impacts? What's the ramifications, you know? Are we going to have traffic jams in Torquay? Are we going to have lights at every single street? Are we going to have more fights out at Winky Pop? Are we going to have, you know, are we going to start losing tourism because no one can find a car park and the whole town's full of of residents? Um, There's all these different things. I don't know exactly. And that's why we need this, this impact study, right? So that's our first one. From that, we determine 
um, the town boundaries, mm. which we've al- we've already kind of established what we think are the town, you know, what, what we think is consistent with. So would that be like stopping development of more farmland, more farmland, more yeah. farmland? Yeah, so we can't just keep going and including a buffer zone around Torquay of, you know, say five kilometres or whatever, so that if by some chance Belbray explode you know, turns into a huge metropolis they don't just come and back onto Torquay yeah. so we, we still have that that kind of green belt essentially um, so yes animals as well well that's exactly it you know and this goes back to the Spring Creek thing where we've got yellow green uh, yellow ballerine yellow gums um, which are looking you know we've got developers in there looking to cut them down when 92% of them are already gone. They're in, they're threatened species. You know, there's only a few left, and they're only found. They're endemic to this spe- to this area. Endemic means they're not found anywhere else. So, we've got these ballerine yellow gums. Endemic. Endemic. Yeah. word. Yeah. So they're ballerine yellow gums, and 92% of the whole area uh, of of this of their habitat essentially has been taken away, and they've all been cut down. Right. Uh, there's 8% left. They're only found, they're found along Spring Creek. They're found a little bit out of Bells. Um, they don't go any further west than, than Bells. Mm. So when you go where the wave is, like just as you yeah. come in just before Winky or that, yeah. that huge land where all the kangaroos always are, yeah, there's a yeah, few yeah. yellow gums all in there. There's a kind of decent forest there's there. A, there's them. a full forest there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I just think is just important for. Can they develop that land if... Um, not at this point. They've tried. Not at this point, though. Yeah, that's good. Mm. But this is where we're looking at it going. We're looking at at the future of Torquay. How do we want to see it? Yeah, you, you know, everyone keeps going on about, oh, but, you know, growth is inevitable. Well, it might be inevitable at to some, to some point, but... It doesn't mean that we have to encourage it, you know. It, it, it's not one of these things where well, we, it's we, been we've been marked as a growth node, which is another one of our pillars where we we want to get taken off that because that's the way that the developers go back. They go to VCAT and they go, "Well, you guys are on the growth node. You want growth? We're giving it to you." Yeah, and we're ticking everything. And we're, what we're saying is, we're going well as a community. We don't want to we don't want a growth node. Who the hell put us on that? You know, like, hang on, no, 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 no. So we want to get taken off the growth node. We want an impact study. We want permanent town boundaries. And until this impact study is done, we want a moratorium, which we want we want to completely cease any development that goes outside the Shire guidelines. Okay, it, so you've got your impact statement going, but what about um, someone else I know that you know has talked to me about um, certain if we keep climate change keeps warming up and the sea levels rise, mm-hmm. the studies on sea level uh, where what will be affected in this area? Yeah, well, that's it. That's another one. The erosion, the erosion going on around the world again, and this is what I, this is. I keep coming back to. It's a global problem, but it's also a, it's a local problem. You know what I mean? We, it's not just climate change. Oh, the ice caps are melting. It's also, yeah, sea levels rising. I think that's gone. I think our sea level rise here has gone up. I think it's a hundred millimeters in the last thirty or forty years, something like that. So it's a you know it's a substantial amount. Ten centimeters doesn't seem like much, but but as it starts to go, that'll be that'll move exponentially. Yeah, like everything. And that's the thing; it'll be a domino effect. So if you look, there's actually I think it's CSIRO have models forecast yeah. modeling of it, yeah. and it comes up uh, where Point Impossible is, and it starts flooding all those wetlands. It goes into Armstrong Creek and kind of like. We're gonna see we're gonna see some huge changes, and it's kind of the wider the white elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. You know, like that 
ah, that's kind of in oh, the future. Because like everyone's like, oh, it's a cod's wallop. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> then the other thing is, oh, it's a hoax, you know. Yeah. I had another troll oh, the other day telling me that. theorist. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. Where it's like, well, no, it's actually happening. Like, look at Miami. I don't know if you've seen the footage of Miami. They've had to, on high tide, not a big sweller, and on high tide, they literally have the ocean coming through the ro- uh, the roads, through the, the um, stormwater drains and stuff like that. They've had to start building roads on top of roads You're to right, accommodate to lift that. It, yeah. It's happening. Like Jack yeah. Black did a whole documentary on it. You know, there's a lot of people out there screaming out, going, we've got big problems. Let's start kind of like facing these them. problems. Let's We've got to address what, we're, you know, what, what we've created, you know? And it's, again... It's not about pointing fingers. It's about getting together. No, it's just, well, this is where we're at. Yeah, this is where we're at. We For better uh, or worse, uh, whatever. Accepted. I don't care who did it. I, I'm, I'm personally sick and tired of hearing about all the problems. I know that there's 8 million tons of, of, of plastic that gets dumped in the ocean every day, uh, every year, sorry. I know that. I know that we've, we're, we're looking at increased temperatures globally of over three to four degrees if we don't do anything about it, which was aboard the Paris climate agreement was about i know all of this stuff and yes i know that i'm immersed in all this but Mm -hmm. for me i'm not about oh well well you know no it was china and doing oh no it's america and oh no it's all of that yeah okay there's been some people that are guilty of things but who cares let's work together to actually fix this problem because it's for for the benefit of every single one of us you know like yeah yeah so if you found um i would imagine you've had a fair bit of community support oh huge amount yeah, huge amount. I've had a lot of people come out and kind of say it's finally, it's to, you know, it's it's so great to finally see someone stand up for our community and someone who's young. Yeah, well, yeah, relatively well, young. Yeah, thirty two. Thirty two is pretty young, depending yeah. on who we're talking well, to. I think yeah, on a political level, it's 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 a it's refreshing age. Yeah, you could be the new um, Justin Trudeau or whatever. yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so I, I know, love right. that Canada's got a fucking fresh. Prime Minister. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. He's not a president. He's a prime minister. Prime minister. Yeah, yeah. they're still part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I'm like, I am raring to go. Like, I'm just like, I'm looking at it, going, yeah, I'm, I'm young. I'm single. I got no kids. I'm, you know, I've got no single. mortgage. I'm, 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 I'm single. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check me out on Tinder account. No, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. But but what I'm saying is that is I this is this for me. This is what I've uh, this is this is what I was born to do. Now, no, now that I, I look totally at it, feel it and it's makes not sense. it's not born to be a politician. Yeah, it's for me. I'm just like I now look at it. I'm like I look at it as it's my moral responsibility. I, I've got the facts. I'm aware. I care. I've got to run with this. I just, I, I, it's just for me. It's just, I, this is me. Like this is, I've, I've found my calling. You know. Well, when I saw you out there with the megaphone at the at the uh, Dini thing, Adani, yeah, Adani, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was an impromptu thing in itself. Well, it was very fitting. I, was, I just came down. And I was just like, yeah, and Graham Stockton, who is one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met in my life. You know, he's just he, this ecologist extraordinaire. He's got an um, orchard at his house, and he's oh, he's got everything. He's he, he's got. Um, in in Newcomb, I think it's Newcomb. He's got the West Coast Indigenous um, Nursery, so he and he's really good with that. He's the one who got me onto this yellow, um, the yellow gums, where he just knows all this stuff about it. But he was on the megaphone, and you know, if you listen to this, Graham, we've talked about this, and we know it hasn't got the most, you know, hasn't got the strongest voice in the world, and he's just too softly spoken. And he was on the megaphone, just going, "Excuse me, okay, everyone," and I was just like, I looked at him like, "Mate, do you want me to have a go?" And that's where I took it up, and that's probably that was another start where I was just like, "Hang on, yeah, I don't know, maybe this is kind of fitting for me," you know. So, 
Um, yeah, so I, I do look at this as it's 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 the time now to to really do to do whatever I can to help our community out. That's that's all I'm in this for. I couldn't give a shit about the money. I couldn't give a shit about the four year term. I'm not in it for a career. You know, if if the if the town turns around tomorrow and goes, you know what, you don't represent us, I'll I'll back away. Fine. Yeah, but I think that all of those things were they're they're good, and I think that you've got what it takes to you know. Yeah, yeah. To go with it and make it a career, why not? Oh, the, oh if, if it so happens to be, but I don't want to be, I don't want to just be a politician. You know what I mean? But you, as we no said way. at the start of this, you'll never be just something. No, I, you know, I love I love having hats on on all kinds of hats. You know, like just constantly changing and, and doing a lot of things. I, I I I get so invigorated, and inspired from doing all of this stuff and meeting people who are doing great things. You know, like like I had um, Sean Doherty. Um, who is one of the most prominent surf journalists in Australia? He wrote. He's got a book. Right? He, he wrote. He wrote the MP book. Yeah. Uh, the Michael Peterson book. Um, and he's and he's just an all round legend, really. Um, and he actually contacted me a few weeks ago. And this is part of the the this and this is the great thing is uh, as an independent doing what I'm doing as an, a candidate, I'm getting people coming to me now, and that's where I go. Okay, I now have a platform. And I need to use it. And that's where it goes back to my moral responsibility of, of using it in the way that I think represents what I stand for and what this community stands for and what is for the benefit of our community. And so there's things like this where he can't, can't, he, he called me and he's like, listen, mate, heard what you're doing. I'm working at Patagonia at the moment. Um, and I think we can help each other out here. Um, we're starting a campaign to stop the offshore oil drilling in the Great Australian Bight. Right, and I was like, "Oh yeah, all right. Well, what do you got?" You know, and he goes, "Well, there's this Equinor Norwegian company called Equinor. They've taken up the two leases from BP, or one of the leases, and um, and they're just quietly going about it. They're not making any noise, but they're they're looking to drill next year. They want to start exploration next year. You know, and the federal government once again, they're kind of doing, I think, whatever they can to get them get them in in there. You know." Um, and he just said, we, we want to get the Surf Coast Shire. The, the, we've got councils all across South Australia, we've, and it's just jumped the border. We've got 13 different councils who have signed a motion opposing the drilling, right? Well, I saw a fallout picture from it. And Worst so, case scenario. And this is it. So this ugly. is part of the campaign. And this is the thing is that he's gone like, he goes, we want to do a rally because this isn't a federal issue and it's not a South Australian issue. It's an issue for every single person that... The, I said, I'm like, every, anyone who's ever stepped foot in on a beach or in the ocean on the southeast coast of Australia and Tasmania, this is for you. Because if there's an oil spill in the Great Australian Bight, it's not stopping at the, Australia, at the South Australian border. This thing goes all the way across South Australia, all the way across the southeast, like across Victoria. It pretty much encircles the whole of Tasmania and then makes its way towards New Zealand. So we're talking like... An oil spill, an oil spill, similar to the one that happened in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, right? you can't say it doesn't happen either. Like, fuck. no, it's happened. It happened seven years ago in much shallower water, in 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 a lot less kind of um, mm, where it, the roaring forties down there. Where the roaring forties, we've got an average, I think, in summer of like eight or nine meters of swell. We're going two and a half to three kilometers down. Well, not we, they are going two and a half to three kilometres down. They're off the continental shelf. So they're going deeper than they've ever gone in huge seas and they're trying to say, oh, no, no, but we got this. We're safe. 
Nah, you know what? Fuck off. We don't want you here. Once again, we're in 2018. What are you doing still searching for oil and for whose benefit when realistically we've got the windiest country in the world and the sunniest country in the world? How about we invest a little bit in renewable and energies? a fuckload of just, you know, area that no one uses. No, exactly. You know what I mean? And then, oh, man, I, I, I go off on we're tangents, perfect. I know. We're fucking perfect for solar, wind out there. Like, and this is where the government, unfortunately, and I know now I'm going to probably beat down the government a bit, but this, is the, and, but this is the unfortunate truth. Hey, who's our prime minister at the moment? I mean, I went away overseas for a month. I came back and we, oh, I, mate, I think we've had three. I, mean, I think we've had three prime ministers in the last, last month. three months. Yeah, you know, like, fuck. Well, you know what he who he is? He's the guy who brought uh, it's a lump he, of, is he? Yeah, Scott Morrison. Okay. He's the guy who brought He is our Prime Minister. He I think for now. I he, was might, he might not be by the end of this podcast. Honestly, but. I was fucking driving <laughs> the other day and I was like, I don't even know who our Prime Minister is. Do you know who he is? No. He's the guy who brought a lump of coal into Parliament. And I think it was towards the Greens, maybe. He said, You've got colophobia. <laughs> Oh my god! This is the future of our He's, nation. Did he and have a Trump like, hat on? Oh my god! Yeah, big red hat. Like. Yeah. But this is and this is the 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 thing is what's going wrong with our system at the moment is we have a federal government who can't make any kind of robust and resilient policy on renewable energy. Right? They keep flipping and flopping, and you know they oh yeah, well Labor's doing that, Liberals doing that. Oh, we're not because obviously we have a lot of fossil fuels, which yes. It, that's funding a lot of our economy, not going to lie. But renewable energy, there's a lot of money in re renewable energy. And by not having a set policy that's, you know, that's just really concrete policy, what we've done is we've actually lost all of this international investment because there's a lot going on around the world. And people would be looking at, at Australia right now, what are you guys doing? Again, you've got wind, you've got sun, you've got land, and you're not even investing into this, and or you know you're not, you haven't got this policy. We're not going to invest, which has now put us behind the eight ball in renewable energies. Which now the government goes, oh well, renewable energy is not not reliable enough, so we've got to keep going with coal. And you're going, but you guys put us in this kind of place. Then you look at South Australia had a massive blackout a couple of years ago now that we all know about, and we had to get a private investor come in, Elon Musk, Elon Musk who said, I'll do it for you. It cost, nine, I think it was $90 million. And, and it, it works. And he had it done so quick. And it works better than anyone. Even the skeptics are going, yeah, all right, this one, this one worked. Yep, we're on. A private guy came in. Why can't our government do that? We're spending hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars in all these other things. Surely we can, re we can invest into something that is going to be for the future of our, our country. But you does it I mean? not make you think that there's something else going on? I know like, that there's something else going on. That it's, not, it's, the, it's the party that's going on upstairs with those few, however many. It's that, and this is where the system's gone so wrong. It's career politicians looking after, looking after their friends, their corporate friends. They're all in bed together. You know, there's money getting sent here and there and donations and all of that kind of stuff, you know? Well, how good of Patagonia for bringing it to... Uh and this is where Patagonia are amazing, you know. They've got that real moral kind of, like, social responsibility again. They've got that moral grounding where they're going, you know, then this isn't the only thing they've done. They know that this is for... And it's for the benefit of their own... Their own their, their own kind of, I guess, company. But it's also knowing that it's for, again, the better of all of us. Mm. This isn't a hippie issue where it's like, ah, oh, there's just a few people pissed off. Man, this is for every single person. As I said, every single person who's ever stepped foot on the beach. 
or any anyone who wants to have their children and their children's children actually live a decent life like we've been lucky enough to live you know and and the great thing is with with patagonia is it's not there and this is you know really testament to them they've said like listen we're happy to to put a little bit of money towards it we're happy to do you know the legwork but we want this to be a community run event you know we don't this is not a pr when, stuff. when is it when is it uh at the moment so we we're looking at the 13th of october i think cool um and we've uh, i probably i'm not sure whether we should say there's there's a couple of potential pretty big hitters that are going to come down and talk so what is it what is it going to be a rally or is it going to be a so it's a rally. So we're going to do at this point again. We're actually I've got a got a meeting tomorrow um, to finalise it all. Grand final day. Yeah. Well, who cares about the grand final <laughs> this year? Collingwood West Coast. Are you kidding me? The two most for me. I hate that both. I'm like, can they both just lose? Yeah. Like, can we just Draw. not? Can we just not have a winner this year? Can we just kind of, you know, yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah. So we're still trying to finalise, but I think we're going to go with the 13th of October. And it'll be like a little bit of music, a few people talking. We've got a pretty cool stunt that I think we're going to... we're gonna Stunt? Try. Yes, a really cool stunt. I don't know whether I should be saying it in no, public. No, but just keep it down then. Yeah, I, I think we're going to keep that one. But um, we're going to... If this is coming out beforehand, um, we want everyone to be dressed in black. If this much, is coming out beforehand. Yeah, so we're, we want everyone to be dressed in black, as much black as you can. All right, cool. Um, I love black. Yeah, well, I think that that's it's easy, isn't it? It's just, oh, so, rocked it we'll have half of, we'll have half of Melbourne coming down without even realizing. Yeah. Like, Are you guys here for the rally? No, yeah. no, this is just what I wear. <laughs> the old Melbourne uniform, tight black jeans. And yeah, that. yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so we've got this big rally, and there's going to be some very prominent speakers. Um, hoping to get Richard Di Natale, who's the national leader of the Greens. Um, and a couple of other people. I'll be doing a bit of a talk just as a concerned community resident. Um, and a, like a bell surfer. I've surfed and so when's the vote? When, when do we vote for you? 24th of November. So, okay, a month 24th of November. So we've got, a, okay. we've got a while to go, depending on who you talk to. For me, that's going to come pretty pretty quickly. When am I going to uh, see your photo out here on the road? Very soon. I'm Again, I've got a meeting this afternoon trying to finalise posters, bumper stickers and all of that. Um, so bumper stickers bumper stickers oh, fuck man sure. I don't roll stickers on the ute but I'll put one on please for you. do that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm on for mate I'm going I'm to be littering this whole I'm going my colour's purple I'm going to go with the, the, the colour purple yeah. um, just to kind of show a little bit of a little bit different a little bit of you know like and it's also a mix of the red and blue which is obviously Labor and Liberal, and it's kind of a new let's let's go with a new direction yeah. in, in in the way that we're doing things because it, it listen it's I, I'm not. I'm not in the game of being a pessimist or or sitting here and just going, "Well, the world's fucked." So, no. I'm in. I a can do that by myself quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> is that who you? Po- yeah, podcast next. It's just yeah. tea yeah, This is shit. Yeah, <laughs> Demo's gone. I'm feeling depressed. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, this is. I look at this as 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 we're we're at a time right now. Where, yeah, a lot of shit's going wrong, right? But we've also got a, an amazing opportunity to really just change the direction of where we go and really improve lives for every single one of us. You know, like it's really, it's a time right now where there's no need to get down about it. It's really a time right now where it's like, we can really turn this around. We've got some amazing people around our community and around the world. Oh, there's amazing innovative things people, happening. Amazing things happening. We've got, you know, very creative people. Technology's going through the roof. We've just got all this great stuff. It's just a matter of like looking at the shit stuff and the bad things that are happening going, all right, we, we need to learn from our lessons 
that's kind of not working for us long term. Let's find a long term plan, which is going to benefit every single one of us. Mm. You know, it doesn't mean all of us have to spend more money. In fact, it's going to be cheaper if we get, if we invest in renewable energies. It's going to end up way cheaper. You know what I mean? I had a meeting last night with um, the Skeg committee, so the the committee that I'm on, and we started talking about like these microgrids, which I I've never even heard. Well, I've I've heard about the microgrids, but um, and I'm probably going to butcher this a little bit, but there's pretty much these, um, there's these kind of, um, I guess, uh, monitors that are about the size of a pizza box that you can put on your, uh, you know, like wherever your, your um, electrical kind of grid is or whatever. You can put it on your house. Let's say majority, let's say 80% of your, your street has solar power, right? You then can you can control the way that you're putting back in. You can control this stuff on this monitor. You can control the power and what, what you're selling back to the grid and whatever. And what got me was, uh, and he goes, yeah, you don't even need a solar uh, solar um, thing on your roof. You can just, and I said, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, you can just have the monitor and you can actually buy off your next door neighbor. So it turns into this micro kind of economy of power instead of relying on massive the massive you know mm-hmm. um, power companies. And I was like, oh, that's perfect for renters. So for like 400 bucks, I buy my monitor and then I'm buying off my next door neighbor and we're not relying on coal. So there's there's innovative ways of doing things like this where I'm like, it's happening. There's, there's a lot of cool shit happening in that sense, you know? Like, And I probably, again, didn't explain it that well, but there's there's opportunities right now where we just need to grasp them. Yeah. And we just need to get together and just go, okay, cool. We need to all move in the same direction. Because at the moment, we're fragmenting our society and our communities and we're all kind of focusing on, oh, well, what's wrong with this? And, you know, well, I disagree with you or whatever. When realistically, we're all pretty damn similar. We, we, were all, we all want better lives for our souls, better lives for our families. We want, you know, we well, want... at the end of the day, we are a community-based being. Yeah, we are. But we are in this way of, of me, me, me at the moment, I, 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 and separation. Yeah. But we do thrive as a tribe. And, and that's and that goes back to like over the last couple hundred thousand years. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? That's what that's what we are. Always been exactly this whole. And this is again where you go. It's it's interesting to look at. We always have been very much community, and it, it was always you know don't take more than you than you need, and don't be greedy, and you know stop being selfish, and all of that. And then the interesting thing is when you look at all the advertising and stuff from these massive companies, it's. You know, we you started looking at it over the last kind of however long, probably seventies or eighties or whatever. It's insular, and it's oh, treat yourself, mm. look after you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what's yeah. what's good for you? And everyone's going, yeah, what's good for me? Oh yeah, all right. So this individualism, I'm getting mine. Yeah, well that's <laughs> it. It's the law of the kind. I'm getting mine before anyone else does. You know, and it's uh, there's certain aspects where you're oh, fine. Do yeah, it, you of course. Eat, I, hey, mate, I still yeah, I'm I'm by no means perfect. You know, like, and I'm not not you know i'm trying not to say that i am you know but it's it's this individualism that no, kind of starts really with the thought oh fully and this is where and it has to be because you know what this the federal government's not going to do it right no. they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to change until they hear the, the voices of the people and okay it's it's like you know when the people lead leaders will follow that's the way that we've got to do it this has to be a grassroots movement. It has to. It has to be a genuine thing from the bottom up. It has to be from the people moving up and just going, this is what we want. This is what we need. And we want it done now. Not this, 
you know, like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just wait until we've, uh, you know, extracted all the coal and then we'll look at renewables. No, we've actually got, if you if you listen to uh, the UN United Nations Chief of Staff, maybe, or Chief of something, um, he's actually said, we've actually, we're at a point now, this isn't a far-fetched thing on, on you know, in terms of climate change and stuff. This is happening in the next kind of year or two. We are at a cr- real critical point right now where we need to make some change. You can feel it. I can feel it. I feel like the world is moving fast. I feel like it is. time's fast. It is. Everything's exponentially sort of feels like it's ramping. Yeah. And it can ramp on one in one direction. The trick is to actually get it and move it towards where we want it to move. And we need to really move it as a community. Let's get together and do this. Like it, 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 and this is, again, goes back to, to my campaign. I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this. Yes, I'm, I'm an independent I'm only running with my name, Damien Cole. But at the end of the day, I've got yeah, some amazing... Yeah, I was going amazing... to ask you, is it going to be Damien Cole or Damo Cole? I went for the Damo Cole and then yeah, I've kind of been told it has yeah. to be Damien yeah, because does. of the voting thing. I was thinking about this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to do the Damo <laughs> thing because it's me, you know. I've yeah. never been called Damien in my life. Yeah. But it has to be... And this is where my, my, my campaign is actually... It's not me as such. I've got so many people helping me behind the scenes, you know, like that have just been instrumental. I wouldn't be anywhere... I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them, you know, like, and then it goes out to a larger thing. I'm not doing this for me as such. I'm doing this for our community and for the benefit of all of us. And that's what, you know, that, that's what, we, if we have to start getting together and actually let's bring it back to, yes, let's stand together. Let's improve this thing. Let's, let's go forward together and actually create a much better society and a much better community for all of us. It's not hippie talk. It's just trying to get like, just trying to have a, an amazing community and trying to keep that amazing community, you know? Well, I'm going to rock a sticker. You've got my vote. Beautiful. Maybe we'll have to get you back in for another chat. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm always keen for a chat, as you can tell. <laughs> All right, mate. Damo. Thanks for having us. Thanks, mate. Sorry, just before we do close that up, Damo, when and how can people find you? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so we've got the 13th of October at this point, but just stay tuned for the actual date and so time. That's the but Patagonia. That's the, that's the rally. Yep. That's the community rally that uh, the Greater Torquay Alliance uh, 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 um, running. Uh, so I'll be at that talking and I'm more than happy to have a chat there. Um, follow us. If you can throw us a follow on Facebook, have a look on so Facebook. So have you got have you got an independent page? or what, I do what have a, not a website because yeah. it's too time consuming and it's money. I've got... I'm paying for this majority by myself at this point, but um, do you need a website? No, I don't need one. Okay, but uh, yeah, Facebook, the beauty of social media. Yeah. Um, follow us at Damien Cole, uh, and then Independent for South Barwon. And you do Insta. Uh, Insta at this point, I've just changed my name onto my personal one, yeah. and I think I've been advised probably better off not to because um, it'll probably be a little less professional. I got some pretty. A couple of funny photos. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. <laughs> of course, a colourful life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. colourful life. And hey, I'm not shying away from it by any means. Fuck, it's I'm real. We all oh, do. Mate. You know, there's just there's, oh, listen, there's a couple of photos. Look at Trump. Of, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. If he if he can say the things he said, a couple of photos of me dressed up as Baby Spice at a music festival doesn't really, you know, it's like ah, oh, whatever. Like, but um, yeah, throw us on Facebook. Um, yeah, Damien Cole, Independent for South Barwon. Um, Instagram I've kind of got something coming up or follow me yeah you can find me on Instagram as well but that'll be linked to the Facebook and that'll be linked to the Facebook Um, 
And there's also, there's going to be a couple of, so the Greater Talk Airlines are also getting a forum organized for the 7th of November, I think, where it'll be a, a candidate forum. So you'll have a chance if you want to get down and have a chance to talk to your local candidates and ask questions. Um, we're there as well. Um, and then we're also doing a rally for the valley. Stay tuned for details. Um, but yeah, if you if you follow me on Facebook, yeah. you'll be able to. You'll, you'll, I'll be on it almost every day, sending through updates. So awesome, Damo. Beautiful, mate. Well, mate, thanks heaps for I having know it was me. A, a stretch coming in, so thank no, you. No, so no, no. It's cool, Love mate. It. I always find time for you, T. Uh, <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks, Catch bro. you soon. Boom. All right, there you have it. There was my chat with Damien Damo Cole. Um, Damo, mate, all the best. I'm rooting for you and no doubt so is, well, I'd like to say all of the surf coast. But I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but I believe that we're with you, mate. Um, so wherever you are, whoever you are out there listening, thank you so much for listening. Um, have a good day, but I don't want to load it up with too much expectations. But of the 25,000, just have a day. Take a moment to yourself. Fuck, do whatever you want. Hope you're having a good one. Take care. Till next time. Arrivederci. Adios. Adios.